Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now introducing, standing at a variable of heights, hailing from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 299th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-hosts. The Fluffiest Whimsicott. And Professor Snag. And we are here, like I said, to bring you the 299th episode of the podcast. Uh, Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Uh, or we, by we, I mean myself. Uh, but we talk everything Pokemon, whether it be trivia, whether it be tcg whether it be the video game or even pokemon conquest uh <laughs> uh i like i like doing that i when i was on i don't know if you guys listened to that one show i was on uh, a couple weeks ago um what was it called uh Not new, ga- new, uh, game, new plus. game plus yeah okay fun good guys i like them by the way um yeah and so they were uh and so I, I mentioned Pokemon Conquest to them because they had no idea. Like they, they asked me what, what the best Pokemon spinoff was, and I'm like, hands down, Pokemon Conquest, and they'd never heard of it. It's uh, a fantastic and, game. I love that game. Yeah, right? That's like it, it's it's literally Fire Emblem Pokemon. Yeah. I it's, was really surprised by it because like at first I heard it come out, I was like, meh, it's not really a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it at Target for fifteen bucks. I'm like, okay, it's worth it for fifteen bucks. I, I'm really I'm really surprised because I haven't heard anybody who's played it be like, This is a bad game. I, I've just never heard anybody say that. And I really wonder if it was just like really poor marketing on their part when they were when they were doing it. Just because I, I don't know. It, it seems like it was just really bad marketing uh, because everybody loves that game and it just didn't sell well and nobody owns a copy of it. Like, <laughs> like just except for us, like in like among us, the you know, the ultra Pokemon fans, a lot of us have it. But uh, but like I have never like nobody just had like, oh, yeah, I, like the people who play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, you know, the people that typically play Pokemon spinoffs. They like you just like oh do you have Pokemon Conquest and the answer is not like no. Um, uh, looking at Pokemon Conquest, I just looked it up right now. It got a nine out of ten from IGN. 
That oh. is fantastic, actually. Um, I'm gonna try to buy one. Let's see. Let's see how much it costs to buy. Oh my gosh. Um, so it takes. Uh, it costs fifty four dollars to buy Pokemon Conquest right now. I wow. can believe that. I believe that actually. Yeah. I mean, with how scarce it probably was from. Mm-hmm. I can't from believe how. Sc- I, yeah. I can't believe that. Like. Just like in retrospect, thinking about Pokemon Conquest, I just can't believe that. It's uh, it's nuts to think about because that was such a good game, and like I knew about it coming out, and day one I was there, I bought it, and I was like ingrained in it, and that was just like I said, I'm like, is, if anybody's listened to this show, you know I'm a big fan of Fire Emblem as well, and so like it was just like both of my favorite franchises meshed into one, and so it was the ultimate experience for me. And I know, I know Sarge, like, back in the day when we got it together, he played through everything in it. Like, wow. everything. Like, that game I has, mean, that game's probably got, like, 60, 70 hours of content, if not more. Yeah, I, I played through the main story, which was amazing. I did a little bit of the post-game content, and uh, I, I fell off at that point. But, yeah, it's a great, great game. If you can't, if you have a chance to get it at a good price, mm-hmm. get it. I, I suggest mm-hmm. it entirely, just because it's it's so good. It's such a good game. But either way, let, let's jump into it. That was a nice little uh, aside uh, <laughs> about who we are. Um, so let me ask you guys what you've been up to in Pokemon lately. We'll start with Whimsicott. Hmm. Okay. Since I last was on, I finished my gym battles. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So did I. All, yeah. All seven people who got my badge. It mm-hmm. was the prettiest badge. You guys rock. Um, and then mostly it's been Pokemon Go. Uh, I got... Uh, Moltres. I haven't gotten a Zapdos yet, and t- tomorrow is the last day available for That's it. That's true. So I'm, I, I got a, I got a Moltres. Great. Nice. And yeah. today I got a Kangaskhan. Ooh. Oh yeah, because you've got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got I got the little notification on my Pokemon Go app that like there are Pokemon appearing that shouldn't be, and I'm just like, you're lying to me. This yeah, is for not, this is for the European good. event. You're lying exactly. to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I am now halfway. To being able to spell Puckle with a known because I have P and U. Oh, you suck! <laughs> I I still have no unknown, so I don't I don't care. Um, all right, uh, is that all? Is that all you wanted to say? I'm pretty sure because I have not had a lot of time to do Pokemon stuff. Well, except yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> session. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I definitely know something you've done. Uh, yeah, but- exactly. It was a ton of fun and i can't wait for you guys to hear it because oh there's something in there that i find so satisfying yeah i've got that split up into i think three episodes right now so it'll be up on this friday the friday after that and the friday after that and then from there there might be like a break for a week or two just because we're still trying to get everything figured out schedule wise for youtube and Mm. so uh take it with a grain of salt we're figuring it out it'll be good at some point uh, <laughs> it'll be good at some point. What about you, Snag? What have you been up to? Uh, I feel like I'm going to be echoing Whimsicott a lot here, but um, uh, finish up gym battles. Uh, like uh, uh, Since that's all done, congratulations to the four people who made it into the Summer League. Yeah. Um, and congratulations to half the Puckle community who has my badge. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give out a lot, but to be fair, I didn't have like a ton of challenges. I was really surprised with the lack of challenges versus like the challenges like <clears throat> a lot of other people were getting. I don't know if it's because like I was intimidating or something. I I, I tried not to be because my gym team like wasn't very good this year. Um, it was it was definitely very exploitable. 
Yeah, yours was the only gym, like, I challenged a few other gym leaders, and yours is the only one that I got. Granted, I was the mm-hmm. only one that I really pursued, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I also think that, I mean, I was on it uh, from day one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, saying, hey, come challenge me, and That's I was, true. I don't know, I was just really available, so... Mm-hmm. And also, my team was poisoned, so... <laughs> <laughs> that also helps, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I I tried to be available, but you know, time difference. I did my best. Yeah, that I whole that I whole other continent about, thing. Yeah, I think I I ended up averaging like one badge every four matches. That's so not bad. I mean, that's fair. We're, we're trying to make people better, so mm-hmm. yeah. And um, uh, like uh, like you guys, I have been playing Pokemon Go. Um, I have actually had a really good record with legendaries. Uh, for ones that I've actually gone to the bonus catching part with, um, I've only missed one, and I have all of them. So, ooh, kudos! So I, thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I have a complete set of those. Um, I recorded a couple new episodes of Rollout uh, this week uh, as well. And I guess the last thing I'll mention is that I've been uh, this has been consuming my mind. The new draft league that we just started. Um, <laughs> has i've been doing a lot of theory crafting and planning okay what can i do i've been trying to shop an amoongus apparently nobody wants amoongus on their team but um and also uh, speaking of youtube content uh, i put up uh, my draft analysis mm-hmm. on there so go to youtube and check out my draft analysis mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna do one later this week as well um and we'll see and then my plan is my plan from here on out is to i'm gonna try to get at least one match a week from draft league but probably more if i can um just to like i watch i watch a lot of them anyway so i figure if i'm going to sit at work and watch them i'll see if i can bring my capture card and see if my laptop uh this week i'm going to benchmark my laptop and see if my laptop can do it at work (laughs) and then i'll just drop a commentary down (laughs) because doing doing obs is super easy um and so it it's uh it's one of the things i want to try to do just to get some like content on the on the youtube on the youtubes because uh i'm a hip kid uh, so, speaking of which, Thatch, I will I will get you that code for the championship of sure. the beta draft league. That so, works. So uh, keep an eye out for that, folks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I guess well for myself, I did uh, PTU. I did. I've done a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> I, I play a lot of Pokemon. It turns out, and so I did that. I I don't know where I put it. I had a I had the beginnings of a deck for a uh, for a Golosopod, but it disappeared. Um, and because Golosopod seems to be the cool kid in town right now. Uh, <laughs> when it That's comes the deck to... that Dr. That Odno wants to build, Golosopod. Yeah, well, so like we so we buy way too many cards. And so we pulled a lot of Golosopods. We, we ended up pulling like four Golosopods. And we're just like, well, why did we pull four Golosopods? And then we're looking into the cards and stuff and like what the community is saying about them. And we're just like, oh, wow, these are supposed to be like the good ones, This this set. Uh, minus the Gardevoir, of course. Like, the Gardevoir is, like, way more insane. Gardevoir GX, I think, right now is, like, $13 or something like oh, that. Wow. It's it's expensive. That's just for the regular art, too. Like, that's really expensive for uh, for just, like, a standard attacker. I mean, and if you play Magic the Gathering, you're like, well, that's super cheap. And it's just like, you're not wrong. But uh, for me, who just does this as, like, as a hobby and would like to build a Gardevoir GX deck, like, that's really expensive. Like... To get a full playset of Gardevoir GX, it's going to be, you know, $44 or something like that. $50 to get a full playset of uh, Gardevoir GX. I mean, be, to be fair, that's like one Tapu Lele. 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's still kind of expensive and it's going to be one of the like right now it's like one of the big four decks you know um because right now i think we have uh i think drampa garb is still really good uh but then you also have volcanian gardevoir gx and metagross gx is there just because everything else is good and uh but gardevoir seems to be able to handle both metagross and uh and Volcanion fairly well. So it's looking like that's the deck that's going to come out on top, at least for like the next few months. And so I was thinking about bringing it out, uh, getting it, but Glossopod looks like a lot more fun and I don't go to competitions. So I keep forgetting that. Like when I build decks, I'm like, Oh, I got to build this deck. And I'm like, why am I building these decks? Um, mm-hmm. I'm never, I'm never going to like go to like a league cup or anything to try to win stuff. Um, because I'd much yeah. rather, if I'm going to something like that, I'd rather go to a premier challenge, but uh, I'm not very good at the VGC metagame right now either. I'm working on it though. I'm working on it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to integrate more of it into my streams, uh, which I did last week. I, I did a lot of VGC last week. A lot of VGC and I lost a lot of VGC last week. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in the same, same boat with you there where I, like, I want to get into it. I want to have a, a competitive deck, but I don't want to drop, you know, a hundred plus dollars on top right? of Lele's. Right. Uh, but the the league that I go to, if I go to one, they accept proxies during the league. Yeah, so, a lot of a lot of them do. Thankfully, like yeah. unless you play somebody who's really stubborn about it. I think it's a league policy, though. I think is it uh, uh, ours? I, ours? Ours is like way more laid back, probably. Yeah, uh, like uh, when I when I went the first time, the person was like, "We play expanded and we allow proxies and mm-hmm. all that stuff." So that's good. I mean, that's that's a really good way to get into it. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I just like, do you, so are you going to league like regularly? Uh, do you no. take your, uh, you should take your kids. They'd probably have a blast. I, I should. Yeah. Snaggerino would have a lot of fun. I, I tried showing her like right off the of PuckleCon. I tried showing mm-hmm. her how to play the TCG. Yeah. And I, she, she wasn't too into it, but I think if I do a few more matches with her, her and Dr. Odno against me, she'll like it a little mm-hmm. bit more. I know, so. I know a lot of kids or a lot of parents get their kids into it. Just because it's like really good for them, like learning math, and I, I, I guess just like a rule set in general. But uh, it's just I know a lot of people do it for like math, and they're just like the can, like the act of thinking it involves. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you, yeah. Yeah. You have to strategize a bit. And, yeah. And predict a few turns ahead. Also, do we want to make the very obvious joke that everyone always does? What? Like, if they get into the Pokemon TCG, they will not have the money for worse habits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. that's You're not wrong. Um, you're not <laughs> wrong. All right. So, well, well, we'll cut it there, guys. And there's been some cool news this week. So we're going to catch it on over to uh, the news. So cue the epic music. <laughs> And on to the news. So uh, there was a lot of fun uh, Pokemon news for those of you uh, not paying attention this week. So the first thing that came up this week is that, uh, well, first of all, Dusk Form Lycanroc was announced. Uh, We we discussed this on the last show, and it looks like we nailed it right on the head. That there's Mm -hmm. some mixture between uh, Midnight Form and Midday Form Lycanroc and Dusk Form Lycanroc. Uh, All week we've been getting like trickles of information about it as well. So Duskform Lycanroc looks like Midday with uh, Midnight Scruff. 
and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else anybody expected. It's got a cool orange color, which I think is pretty neat. It gets access to both uh, tough. It gets access to tough claws as an ability, which is better than both lichen rocks currently. Mm-hmm. And we just dis- as we discussed during the Pokemon of the episode last week. And it also gets access to both counter and to Accelerock, which yes, it needs to. Um, Accelerock's such a good move, and I was so disappointed that Midnight Form didn't get it because that that would have made Midnight Midnight Form like much more uh, reasonable. Yeah, and and so yeah, there we go. That so Dusk Form exists. It turns out though that you're not going to be able to just like automatically get Dusk Form like through the game, which is really interesting. It's going to be through an event only Rock Rough which is going to be distributed from November 17th to January 10th, uh, this upcoming January 10th, 2018. And so uh, it's just pretty much what they've been doing for like the past four or five years with Pokemon games is they've been releasing a Pokemon at the release of the game. And for the first couple of months, you can download it. I believe they started doing this tradi- this quote-unquote tradition um, for, back in uh, Black and White 2 because when Black and White 2 came out, you could download a Genesect for it, which is really Actually- interesting. Did they even in do it before that? White, in black and white, you could get a uh, like a level fifteen Victini in Castellia City. That's right. Well, you, yeah, you got the you got the event. That was back when they did fun events. Um, mm-hmm. When oh. when like the game code had like you got an item to unlock a Pokemon that was already in the game. Yeah, that uh, was like the last fun event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last, I like that you also call it a fun event because those were a blast. I really I really like those a lot more than just being like, oh, here's a Pokemon. Um, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just because you got to go ahead and, uh, like, get something out of it. It was it was definitely much more worthwhile to me, personally, being able to go ahead and being like, oh, yeah, here's a Lycanroc. Or not a Lycanroc. Yeah. Here's a ticket. Go yeah. catch Fikini. Here's an item. Go catch Darkrai. It added to the lore of the Pokemon, but we can, we can complain was, about uh, this. Yeah, there was, like, an entire island that you mm-hmm. went to. For Liberty Island. Liberty yeah. Island. Super I'm, fun. Yeah, it was. I, I just like adding to the story and adding to the lore, like just having a little bit of work to go get these Pokemon. But I don't know if it's because they're getting lazy or I. I feel like just from a lot of the recent uh, Pokemon uh, discussions that have been had, that there were uh, that there were. Um, it, it's just that they didn't trust people to be able to go and do it. But like with the Azure Flute and Arceus, they didn't trust people to know how to use the Azure Flute, and so I feel like they just didn't trust people to go do these fun events. I that... still resent them for it because if someone yeah. had the necessary attention span to finish a Gen 4 game, <laughs> then <laughs> I'll stop. Yeah, I mean, we never got the Azure Flute, and that was programmed at the game. And so, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I wish we had those back. And maybe one day they'll bring it back. But we can talk about that further. So, moving on from... Uh, rock and Rock Rough. The next piece of information that got dropped this week was, uh, for those of you who actually enjoy going to the movies, Pokemon the movie I Choose You, the 20th Pokemon movie, is going to be airing in theaters in the U.S. Uh, starting on November 5th and 6th uh, this year, which just before the, uh, the release of Pokemon uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which is going to be really fun. And so we get, uh, let's see, we're going to be getting... Uh, yeah, so you get a lot of movies. <laughs> and are you guys still there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It just got super quiet. And I was just like, what's we going are on? And, listening to oh. You. <laughs> so so they announced all of the locations for it, and it's all in the most random places in the world. Um I, I didn't realize how lucky I was being in the fastest growing city in America, Columbus, Ohio. But Columbus, Ohio <laughs> does get it. 
So if any of you want to come, I believe we're going to the Sunday show. I believe that's at 12.55 p.m. that Sunday. So we can't record the podcast like those times that week. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to be going ahead and uh, I'm going to be going to the movie with Beaverlaw and uh, also my wife, Mrs. T. And so we're going to be going to uh, we're going to be going to check out Pokemon. I choose you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited to be able to just to go like I like going to these movies in theaters when I have the chance. Last year, I went with Ethan to uh, we both went and saw Pokemon, the first movie together in the theaters when they were showing that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited just to be able to like do this and it's not just something on Cartoon Network again or mm-hmm. Disney XD for that matter. So I think I just like going to the theater for two days, getting to see the movie and it's just it's a blast. I, I really prefer doing it this way. I've done it for everything that I've been able to since they started doing that because I think prior to that, the last time they had a movie in theaters and I could be wrong was for the Pokemon black and white movies. Uh, the one with Victini in it that was in theaters for like two days. And so I actually went to go see it with my wife uh, before we were married. And so that was a lot of fun. But yeah. Congratulations uh, for actually being able to go see these movies on like most yeah. of the country. Yeah. What's up with this? Like we have like uh, understandably a lot of California. I, I'm not sure how grouped together these are though because I, it could all just be suburbs of Los Angeles uh, for all I know. Um but then you also have random – you have one place in Alabama, which just like – it confuses me that it's just there's one place. Um, two in Arkansas, which is just really confusing to me. Um, a couple in Florida. Um, this one, I, Tampa and Daytona Beach and Fleming Island and Davie. Two in Georgia – or three in Georgia. My bad. Um, we have a few in Iowa of all places. Um, Idaho. Idaho got two. I don't know how Idaho got two and then someplace like New York got zero. You know? What? I, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, New York has zero. They're all in, um, they're all in, there's one in New Jersey, but there's no, none in New York. Um, <laughs> New, New York gets zero. Washington state gets zero. You know, the place where like TPCI is headquartered? Like yeah. zero there. Not even one in Oregon. Like, I just, I don't understand how they decided where they're going. We have three of them in Dallas, four of them in San Antonio. Like, what is going on? And then Wisconsin gets a lot of love as well. I just, I, I, it blows my mind. I don't understand. Like, I can't comprehend the distribution of movie theaters geographically in the United States that picked up on this. Maybe they like offered it to the movie theaters and then only, and then a lot of them were just like, how about no? And yeah, didn't that's do possible. it. Like it, it is very possible. Like I, I wouldn't doubt that. But I mean, the Pokemon, the first movie, when it when it's uh, re-released for theaters last year, I think had a much better spread than this does. Maybe that maybe there will be new theaters that like pop up throughout time as we as we go on. But I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I I'm gonna go. So if anyone wants to come and hang out November fifth, just let me know. And we'll, we'll get together because I think it's just north of town at the theater. So we'll, we'll go hang out and watch a Pokemon movie. You yeah. were lying about Wisconsin. I, I want to check that out because I used to live in Wisconsin. And it's literally like a dozen theaters. Yeah. It's like a dozen theaters in Wisconsin. Like I, like I said, I do not understand the geographical spread of like any of this. Minnesota got a lo- lot of love too. Did they like, really? Yeah. Minnesota oh, got. Yeah. Minnesota got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different theaters. And then, like I said, Washington State, zero. Oregon, zero. Like, 
I guess is, just I guess the best Pokemon fans come from that uh, part of the country. Yeah, that's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what's going on. It just befuddles my mind. Um, all right, so moving on though. Uh, Zapdos is almost gone in Pokemon Go. We don't know how Legends are going to be handled after this. No one knows. Was all very confusing, but because the uh, the event is going on in Japan currently, uh, I kind of think that by the time the event ends in Japan, it's going to be like, oh, here have Entei, have Raikou mm-hmm. here. I, sure. that's, I, I want to be surprised if that happened, or if they just like kickstart another round of the legendary birds or something like that. Speaking of that event, isn't there like a shiny Pikachu or Pikachu family available for that? Is I that have right? no. Is that what it is? I don't know. Yes. So okay, Whimsicott knows. Uh, it's it's a Pokemon <laughs> they Go are thing. Available at least in raids because the Yokohama Prefecture is getting crazy raids like Pikachu, Golem, and all awesome. the stuff that isn't usually in raids. And in those raids, you can get shiny Pikachu, and if you get an egg from there, you can hatch a shiny Pichu. Ooh! So too bad those are some of the worst shinies in the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, to further on, I'm just going to keep moving this news forward because there's a lot of news. Um, all right, moving forward, though, Pokemon Global Missions are gone forever. They're just done. Um, the last one was a success, but we, they were just like, yeah, we're done. And <laughs> just no more Global Missions, which makes sense because Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming out in like three months. So. Yeah. Still, and all we got is a like Global and Mission. You were my only source of. Uh... Oh, festival coins! Thank you. And there goes the, uh, and there goes the event that nobody cared about. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, so Pokemon Worlds is also happening this upcoming weekend. So watch out for that one, guys. That's uh, that's going to be also very exciting. I'm looking forward to that one. So you have Pokemon Worlds and Puckle 300 happening in the same weekend. That's exciting. Um, All in the a- weekend where I don't have an internet connection. Yay! <laughs> well, you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out. Uh, I'm trying, but it it doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's fine. Um, So yeah, Pokemon Worlds is happening next weekend. You guys can, of course, watch it at twitch.tv slash, I believe, just Pokemon. Uh, But they also have Pokemon VGC and Pokemon TCG, so they separate the games into two different channels. So that's very exciting. Uh, On on Friday, we're going to be having from, I believe, all of the... I don't know what if all of these times are in uh, Pacific or not... Um, oh, these are, these are, are these are in Pacific time. Uh, so the opening ceremony is going to be at 9 a.m. 10 a.m. You're going to have TCG Swiss, Swiss rounds. And then at 2 p.m. you get the VGC Swiss rounds, which is actually really exciting. I really like the schedule, actually, uh, because that's like 5 o'clock Eastern. So like you just get to go home and you can watch Pokemon Swiss just start, which is going to be fantastic. And it goes until 6 p.m., which is going to be 9 p.m. my time. I'm I'm happy with this. With this schedule, um, VGC Top Cut on uh, is on Saturday, and that starts at five thirty p.m. This is these are really odd times, five thirty to ten p.m. I would hate to be one of those players. I'm not gonna those lie. Those people will never sleep. Oh god! I like this is that's one of the reasons I don't think I could ever do like the Pokemon Circuit entirely. Like I wouldn't mind going to a regional or something like that, but. Like going and just like we we could we all saw everybody at nationals um last year when we all went right like if you're competing you just don't sleep you don't stop it's it's just like the most time consuming hmm. thing that you could do for a weekend. Well, this at, is Pokemon World, so they're really testing what you're made of. Yeah, 
I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, I mean, worlds, worlds. I can only imagine is more hectic just because they have so many rounds of Swiss, so many rounds of Swiss. Yeah, I mean, the internationals were the same way to some extent. Um, if you do go to worlds, though, you can get an event executor. Um, it knows the moves Power Swap, Celebrate, Leaf Storm, and Draco Meteor as well. And that's kind of cool, I guess. And let's see. Uh, oh, also the, um, we got an event now for the Mega, for Gardevoirite, Galadite, Lopunnyite, and Deonseyite. If you haven't grabbed those already, um, I forget the, uh, what is the code? Po-yong? It's Poyong. Poyong. Yeah. P-O-Y-O-N-G. So there we go. And I think I've hit all of the news. So <laughs> that was, that was rough. Um, and so finally, uh, I want to end this segment with some puckle news is that next weekend, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to be having the, uh, puckle 300th episode, uh, which is finally the landmark I can get to without having to do intervals of 50. So it's going to be really nice. Uh, <laughs> Um, we're doing a lot of celebrating this year. It's, uh, <laughs> the past two years. I'm done with celebrations, guys. Um, <laughs> after, after Puckle 10, like year and a half, no celebrations. And so, um, uh, we're gonna go ahead and for, uh, for the 300th episode, we're gonna do a, uh, it's a proper roast of myself. You guys can, of course, send this email into roastthatch at gmail.com. I do not have access to this email. Uh, all of the co-hosts who are not me do. Uh, <laughs> so wow. they, yeah, I don't. I don't know how many are in there. I have no idea how many have been received. So I haven't. I haven't looked, but I sent one in on behalf of uh, Doctor Odno. So this is good. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for like proper roast and not ones that are just like Thatch is bad at video games. Hashtag roast Thatch. Um, and it's just or like Thatch lives in a cardboard box. Hashtag roast Thatch. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited to get some like proper roasts. I'm I'm very excited to see how many times I see a, say a hundred percent. Um, so, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. And it's also essentially a week off for myself. So I, that's the best part. The best part is it's a week off from me having to worry about anything other than being like, like one quick edit. (laughs) So we're going to, uh, uh, we're going to cut the news there right now. Uh, this is all going to be on Twitch, by the way. Uh, so go to twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast if you want to tune in that at 2 p.m. Eastern and just, uh, and just roast thatch to death. Like roast me, give me a burn heel when it's all over. Um, all right. So that's it for the news, but we're going to go quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So let's go queue up Puckle's Poke Quiz. Welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the segment of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge, what's in their snoggins. And so, of course, as always, we have five questions for them. One of them contains a bonus point. They get approximately a minute to answer each of these questions. And on top of that, they've got uh, they've got one hint that they can use throughout the whole thing. Or they can go ahead and only uh, and cash that hint in at the end if they get all the questions correct without it. So if you guys are ready, I have some questions for you. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Are we ready? I guess we are. All right. So our first question is going to be, uh, this is written by me, uh, because I'm, I have to write a lot of the questions because Scrawn only sent me one. Uh, 
So, uh, what Generation One Pokemon is known is known in Japanese as Oni Drill? O N I Drill. Oni uh, few- Drill. <sighs> okay, Oni means demon in Japanese, and well, Drill is Drill. So, yeah. it could be B Drill. It could be Rhydon. My first thought it- was Rhydon. Yeah. Yeah, but, um... And, like, uh, you said it was demon? Oni's demon? Yeah, Oni's demon. Okay. And um... I just don't see... I don't see it being Rhydon, though, because of the Oni thing. Well, the one thing I can think mm. of is Rhydon could be in the lines of, like, the, the kaiju. Um... Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Although, hmm... Hmm. Uh, did you have any other thoughts? No, just those two. Uh, it's Should we just like... go with the one we both thought of? Uh, I guess, but um, I'm just I'm not convinced that it's Rhydon just because it was you know the first Pokemon ever. Yeah. Would I have called it something like that? But probably. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we can go with that one. Is that let's your final on. answer? Rhydon? Is that your yeah, final let's, answer? Let's go yeah, let's go with Rhydon, yeah. All right, that is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, be- it turns out that the correct answer is actually Firo. Um, Firo is known as Oni Drill because uh, it, its horn or uh, Drill Peck was its signature move back in Gen ah. One, and so it's it's really silly because between that and uh, B Drill, like their Japanese names and their English names actually switched to some extent because B Drill in Japanese was just known as Spear, oh. and hmm. and Firo is known as Oni Drill, <laughs> so it's uh, it's very interesting because they flip flop. But okay, good. Yeah. I figured I figured that one you'd get wrong, so. That's good. Now you guys can use the hint, whatever. So, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I, I was just helping you guys out if you were worried about using the hint. So, uh, question number two. Uh, so, we've seen a lot of uh, real life regions in Pokemon or real life areas in Pokemon regions, such as we've seen a lot of Japan, we've seen the United States in Unova, and we've seen uh, Hawaii in Alola, and even France in Kalos. Did you know though that in one of these regions? There's actually um, actually Russia's incorporated into it. In which of the Pokemon regions that exist today uh, from the core series games contains basis from land that is controlled by Russia? That's how I want to word that. So Contains basis uh, for land that is controlled by Russia? Yeah. <laughs> um, I still need okay. to know what that sentence means. <laughs> so what? So the regions are based off real life locations, correct? Yeah. Okay. So so you're, you're so, that so they're one of the regions. Somewhere. Yeah. Yes, that is based on Russia. That is based on a place that is actually technically Russia. 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 Yes. All right. Okay. So he, here's my initial thought, and tell me if you have um, uh, other thoughts than this. Um, in the Gen Five games, there's was is it like the giant chasm or something. Where do we find Kiram? Mm-hmm. And oh oh, uh, I, I think this is right actually because uh, if I remember correctly, like, the trees are flattened in there, and it may be representing and it's Tunguska. Uh, Tunguska, yeah. Boom! Yeah, you're right. Completely right. That's right. Which answer. one? 
That's right. It's, it's it's Unova, and uh, the I think it's called the Giant Chasm, basically where you, where you find Kiram. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's incorrect, but I didn't play the music yet, only because I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me double check the Giant Chasm, <laughs> Giant Chasm in uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. The I don't. Button I, tree around something that fell from the sky is Tunguska. <laughs> I don't believe that, but do 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 um. I mean, uh, it is it is ba- it is inspired by Tunguska. You're not wrong. Uh, you know what? I'll yep. give it to you. I'll give it to you on a technicality. Um, but uh, the <laughs> the uh, the answer I was looking for was Sinnoh because actually, where the uh, battle battle areas are in Sinnoh, that island is actually controlled by Russia. So mm. it's a it's a mm. Russian controlled territory. Well, Sino would but, have been my first guess if the Tunguska thing hadn't come up. So. I'll give you the Tunguska thing, though. That, I'm Sweet. okay with it. Uh, I, I, I think our answer is a heck of a lot better. Too. I think you, I think you, I, I agree. Uh, so, so that's what you get when you write questions 15 minutes before the show. All right. So this next question is from Scrawn. Uh, so Scrawn asks you. He says, "So there's uh, the move soak in the video game." changes a Pokemon t- Pokemon's type to water. There are also mm-hmm. two other moves, which will, instead of replacing a type, add a type to a Pokemon. Uh, yes. What two moves are these in Pokemon? Forest, Curse, and Trick or Treat. Is, is, are those your final answers? One point for each, of course. Snag, do you agree? Um, you know better than I do on this. I would have no clue. I'm, so I'm pretty sure that Forest, Curse, add Grass type, and Trick or Treat adds Ghost type. Yes. Uh, that, that is, that is correct. Uh, so (laughs) that is correct on both accounts. So you guys are at three points today. I'm just, I'm just going to give it to you because he got it so fast. And so, yeah, Scrawn, Scrawn said that made that. And I'm just like, this isn't a Scrawn question. Um, so, but good job there. Uh, moving on though, you guys are just blowing through these real fast. Um, so, uh, what, we have a lot of pseudo legendary Pokemon. What? Pseudo legendary po. What is the only monotype pseudo legendary Pokemon? And now that I asked this, I'm pretty sure I've asked this before on the show. But if you can give me an answer, give me an answer for a point. Gudra, yeah. Is that your yeah. final answer? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow this this week was easy. Um. So yeah, no. Gudra is the correct answer. Gudra is the only monotype pseudo legendary Pokemon. So let's, let's get to it. So all that time we like spent like talking about things earlier today, that's all just gone now because we, <laughs> you guys are just so good at this. Um, yeah, you're making up for it. So this next question, uh, as always, it's a base stack question. You guys talked, asked me about fire types. And so I want to know what fire type Pokemon has the highest base special defense. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Um, Flareon has 110, and I think there's something that that's way higher, like Heatron or Hoho. Um, mm, this is one like in in all my studies. Yeah, Flareon for, might for have 95 actually. In my studies for Game Corner and whatnot, this is one that I can't say I remember coming across. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's worth it to use our hint. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you get a hint. Uh, it's not a monotype. It's not a monotype. Okay. There we well, go. Thank you so much. Uh, 
<laughs> Hello, Sutran, or um, what else would be especially bulky? Um, mm, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be um, Darmanitan in its uh, psychic form, would it? Mm, I have no idea what stats. Uh, I, I think that's hot, but I don't think, that's, I don't think it's up there, though. Um, I don't think it's up to Heatron or Ho-Ho, honestly. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's probably one of those two. <laughs> to try, try Heatran? Wait, wait, there's there's someone else that has a really high special defense, though. I think you're right, but I'm not thinking of it. It's, we're talking to him. It's Soviet Thatch, Mega Charizard Y. For a defense? A special defense is pretty high. Not okay. super high, but pretty darn high. Mmm, this is Ad- tough. Additional hint, second typing is flying. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, do yeah, we want to go Ho-Ho, or do we want to go Mega Charizard Y? <laughs> uh, because I, 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 I think I it's go, if it's Soviet Thatch. Yeah, I want, let, let's, go, let's put our money on Soviet Thatch. <laughs> okay, our answer is Soviet Thatch. <laughs> that is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mega Charizard Y has a uh, base special defense of uh, of 115. ho by the way, has a base special defense of like 154. It's like massive. It's actually like what? tied for fifth. It's tied for fifth with Lugia. Um, yeah, these two are like both like really bulky Pokemon. Like Ho and Lugia wow. are incredibly bulky. Yeah. Lugia's Lugia's used a lot in Ubers because of this bulk because it's it's a base one thirty defense and a base one fifty four special defense. On top of that, you get a base one ten speed. So like this is, is a really fast bulky Pokemon. Uh, Ho is a little bit the opposite. It's uh it's not as fast as Lugia, but it has a higher special attack. So. It, it mm-hmm. evens out, and its attack stat is also higher. So, but Ho is fire flying typing. You can imagine doesn't help out competitively. So the answer is Ho. That gives you guys four points for today, though. So I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, I forgot to turn off my noises. Um, okay. So <laughs> every time, every time I that, I, that might have I swear to God, bingo card. <laughs> I swear to God. Right, like if there's a bingo card, that's like a legitimate one. Like that—that's a legitimate one to like have a bingo card for. This changes the rankings slightly. So, <laughs> right now, Snags is in first with 25 points. You guys are gonna have to stop him. Uh, Whimsicott is in second now with uh, 19 points. Jushiro is in third with 16 points. Doctor Shamu and Mister Maximus are tied for uh, fourth place with 12 points. Bo is in sixth place with 11. Viger is in seventh place with ten, or tied with Scrawn for seventh place with ten points. Sublime is in ninth with nine points. Baskets in tenth with six, and Gator bringing up the rear with four. All right, so that is it for this ep- this uh, this session of po- Pokemon's Poke Quiz. We're gonna go to the topic here, guys, uh, but we're gonna leave it with a short break. So we will catch you on the other side of that commercial. Greetings, listeners. It's the Puckle Shadow President Scrawn, here to reveal top-secret information about the League's behind-the-scenes behavior. For those who are not yet aware, Puckle has begun top-secret operations on our Discord server. To join us there, visit our website and click on the chat tab. Our website also has a variety of extra features, including badge earning and the ability to listen to older episodes. 
Lastly, be sure to send in mailbags to pucklepodcast at gmail.com so that you can tell everyone how much you adore me. Listen, see you on the dark side of the flip-flop. <laughs> so on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Game Informer's exclusive interview, which kind of came out of the blue, about Pokemon on the Switch. So for those of you who haven't caught it, you can go to YouTube right now. Google uh, Game Informer, uh, Pokemon on the Switch, and you'll find a video of Game Informer interviewing Junichi Masuda and Omori. I forget his first name. Shigeru. Um, Shigeru, that's it. Um, uh, Omori about Pokemon on the Switch as they are the game developers for that. Junichi Masuda more than likely the producer and Omori the uh, the game director. Because that seems to be the role. They, they've done a lot of like – you can just see like this hierarchy of them liking somebody and like moving it up. Uh, throughout the history of Pokemon, just because it started with like Satoshi Chajiri and Junichi Masuda was like helping out. Yeah, and Junichi then, Masuda was like doing the music. Yeah, yeah, he was doing the movie and music, and then it it's it, it just it's moved so slowly to like Tajiri is now just an executive producer producer, and then uh, for a while though, uh, Masuda was actually the director of the game, and mm-hmm. then now Masuda's moved to the producer position, and we've got Omori. Um, which who is who? The only thing about Amori is he wasn't there from the beginning, like everybody else was. So it, it's it's a little off putting. But he directed Sun and Moon, which I think were fantastic games. So kudos I to him. Everything he did, he did Auras, mm-hmm. he did Sun and Moon, and I I liked both of those very much. Especially like the choices you would think would come from yeah. a director. I really liked them. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was very happy with the direction he went. So. I'm okay with that. Uh, but they, they got interviewed about Pokemon on the Switch, which I thought was really interesting that Nintendo or Game Freak for that matter were ready to talk about it. Mm-mm. Um, like, I, I just want to throw that out there just like, to, as like an opener, just to be like, uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming out. And when it was announced during E3 that they were working on the Switch, that felt like a very forced announcement. Like, yes. Oh, uh, we have the, we had a lot of like backlash from our fan base, but they didn't listen to my podcast. So they didn't know that I was okay with it. <laughs> and and so they they so they so let's just announce it because we are working on it or maybe they weren't even working on it at that point and they're just like okay maybe we need to actually start working on this i don't know um it's one of those things uh f- for those of you who don't know as well uh this game was announced um it, it back on e3 but also on top of that uh it was announced in nintendo's like report for their, their quarterly earnings uh, that they're working on it, and it was the only game that was listed as 2018 or later because they did say it could take a year or more to work on it. And so I think mm-hmm. it's their it's their finessing their their way to finesse. This probably isn't coming until 2019, uh, <laughs> which is reasonable to me. Though I think that uh, I could see Nintendo pushing for them to have it ready by the end of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read that as yeah, if by some miracle we manage to have it out holiday 2018. Of course we're going to do that because that's a cash cow, but if we can't, I mean, if you can imagine, like, that would be huge. That would be huge for uh, Pokemon or just the Switch in general. Like, the Mm -hmm. Switch would have two back-to-back giant Christmases. Like, Mm -hmm. this year you're getting getting Mario Odyssey for the Switch, which is just going to be enough itself. And I'm actually really – I'm really happy with, like, when they're releasing it as well. Like, October, I believe, 27th or 28th. So like I'm very okay with that, but then on top of that, you're getting the switch. Uh, the switch is getting a. Uh, it's the 27th because that's the Friday. Um, and so it's. Uh, but you're also getting like the next year you could have Pokemon, 
which would just mm-hmm. be like, oh, let, I'm going to buy the Switch because now it has every game that I could ever want except Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe they're working on Smash Brothers and that'll be their Christmas hit next year. I don't know. And, well, mm-hmm. I mean, they they could, like, that could be their, their ace in the hole. Like, if Pokemon isn't ready mm-hmm. by holiday 2018, they will probably know by, like, February. Yeah, I, so. I really do expect them to have... I mean, if they had Smash as well, that'd be like three really good Christmases. Like, mm-hmm. like I just, here's just like a knockout Nintendo franchise for like three years in a row at, at, during the holiday season. Like, that would be absurd. And on top of that, Pokemon is all, almost moving to that annual franchise. That annual annual franchise release. They, they're they doing a very good job of it, at least. And yeah, I was thinking the other day, be. these yeah. games are essentially coming out like less than a solar year after sun and moon i think uh, like by a few days technically technically ultra sun and ultra moon come out a day it's only been 365 four days instead of 365 yes uh they they do the same weekend every year and that's because it's exactly. the weekend before the before black friday in america but yeah but so essentially it's, it 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 does amount to less than one year has there ever been a release of Pokemon games that close together before? Um, actually, no. This is uh, well, uh, no, actually not because this is um, I-, I think for two reasons. Because one, this is very I- I'm not sure how fast Yellow came out after um, Red and Blue in the U.S. That I'm maybe not that's the, the U.S. I'm, I'm counting, yeah. you know. Oh, in Japan, the game no, actually I've... being made. Absolutely not. Uh, this has never happened before. Which, which makes maybe me... maybe maybe between Heart Gold Soul Silver and Platinum. Uh, let me double check. I'm that... say, I'm looking myself right now. Uh, in the U.S., uh, Yellow was a little over a year. Yeah. Uh, after Red and Blue. Um. Let's see here. I I'm I'm really curious right now actually because the release date of Platinum would have been so Platinum came out in Japan September thirteenth two thousand eight. And then Heart Gold Soul Silver. Um, let me take a look. Heart Gold Soul Silver came out September twelfth, two thousand nine. So that would be very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would um, be would be that. So th- this this is something that happened exactly the same way. Whimsicott. There uh, you go. Here, here's one that was a little bit faster. Uh, in Japan, Fire and Leaf Green, January twenty nine, two thousand four. Emerald came out September sixteen, two thousand four. I believe that. Okay, there you that's go. That's the quickest. So yeah, that's probably the quickest. But yeah, this has happened before, but not like on an international scale, obviously. And but yeah, no these these games are coming out really quick. But uh, which I I mean it's it's exciting, but at the same time I know they have like a schedule they like to keep, and so I just need to get this kitten off my desk. Uh, <laughs> and so, Hi. And so that? so there we go. Uh, so we you, you I don't know you have a lot of things going on there, but at the same time. Wait, they're talking about the Switch version, which is kind of already saying like, "Hey, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon are like done," you know. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's like ending Gen <laughs> Seven. It's like ending Gen Seven before it even got off the ground, you know. It, it's a very odd experience. Yeah. All this tells me is that our expectations for differences between Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are should be very very low. Oh, I I absolutely think so, and I mean, I I don't I don't mean to like upset people, particularly Bo, but like 
just because I, we did have these conversations like last week talking about like the news cycle for this, but the news cycle, don't expect anything from this news cycle from, from Pokemon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Uh, for Platinum, there were three, I believe, big things that dropped before Platinum was released, and that was spread out over a year. Uh, it was like, it was like we got news that, hey, look, it's colder. The protagonists are wearing coats now. Um, and then you've got, uh, you got, hey, look, Giratina looks different. Mm-hmm. And then you got, hey, look, Rotom can turn into, turn into a washing machine. <laughs> and, and so, th- like, those were the only things you really got out of, um, out of, like pre-release notions of in in the new cycle. And this is, this is probably closer to like a third version of a game than it is something like black and white too. I do think it's yeah. somewhere in the, I think it's in the middle somewhere, but I think we're going to be looking at more of a platinum version than we are going to be a black and white two sequel. Honestly, if it was in the middle, I would be satisfied. I don't think it's going to be in the middle. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm like, I have my expectations set to platinum version, like all the way, like, yeah. Just so oh, that I, if there's anything new, it just, like, surprises me. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like probably closer to Platinum, like you're saying, but, I mean, they said it's basically going to be the same game, just, like, an alternate telling of it. So maybe different characters have different roles. Um, I would I would hope. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to something like that. Maybe we'll get some news about that. I would be happier that there wasn't. Oh, yeah. I want to find yeah. out as I play. The plot is the one thing you don't want to spoil yeah. for me. Which I, I have I to do... say with, with all the uh, media hype that they had going into Sun and Moon, I mean, they revealed basically every Pokemon to us before the game yeah. came out. Well, you also have but to, you also have to said... remember that, like, that's the only thing that he did. Like, when they did these news dumps, a lot yeah, of them were just like, look, new Pokemon. And that yeah, was they it. said nothing about the plot. Like, I played the game a little bit slowly, and I was still surprised by some of the major uh, reveals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, it's very interesting. Okay, and but back what to did Pokemon they say on in Switch. This interview. Yeah, uh, nothing. Nothing exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It was very much like. It's very much like, so what's it going to be like? They're like, well, we're moving to like a new system with the Switch being a hybrid. We don't know whether people are going to spend more time playing it in handheld mode or if they're going to spend more time playing it in docked mode. And that's going to be something that's going to be interesting because the Pokemon games are going to be built. They're built around the hardware. And so they're like, this is going to be very interesting to see how people play with it. Um, I, I'm personally very excited for this notion. Like, like I've said several times, like from a content creation standpoint, this is going to be the bee's knees. Um, and so. <laughs> to use a really old phrase and so uh but it's gonna it's gonna be really cool just because um i can i have all of the hardware to hook up my switch right now and that's way cheaper than sending my switch to japan and getting it getting yeah. it uh getting now, it now, uh batch i'm going to temper your excitement a little bit here just yeah. because there are games that are not allowed to be played in dock mode mm-hmm. uh for the switch and so maybe they'll say for pokemon you know i really they really want to keep this to be a handheld uh they really want it to stay that style of game and maybe it won't uh be playable i didn't think there was a way i didn't think there's a way for you to like burn me out of that expectation but that's uh that is possible i don't see that happening like i I don't think so either because i I don't see that happening because that would be a great way to just like murder this franchise like oh yeah that would be that would be the one way they could screw this up is yes. go is go. Hey, you can only play this in handheld mode, and I could just imagine the outrage. Like I could just see the outrage. You'd have a lot of nerds and chairs just getting really upset <laughs> and like well, just raging. No matter, no matter what they do, it's going to happen. But that would be. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I think that would be I think that would be the biggest thing they could do to mess up is just go. This is 
This is only for handheld mode. And I, I don't think it will be. I think they're expecting it to be a uh, a much more full experience because what they did do in this interview is they actually went through forum posts that I've definitely read before. Mm. And uh, they were it was a lot of stuff from 2013 when they first released on the 3DS. And there's a lot of people going, why don't we have a console Pokemon game yet? Why don't we have this? And it was just – it was Masuda and Omori going – we're making it. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's happening. Um, and they're just like, and it was just like, yeah, we, uh, what was really interesting was one thing that they said was, I'd love to have an open world story for Pokemon on a console. What, when is that going to happen, Game Freak? And then they said, we're making it. And so I'm just like, okay, that's a little interesting. They're going to go that possibly a little bit, they're going to go a little bit more open world, which they, they, they've kind of been moving towards. Though I do need to say that like this, that sun and moon did feel very, uh, yokai watch esque. In the way that it played, just because it borrowed a lot of things, especially with like your your directives, like hey, you need to go here on the map to go through our linear story, just like Yokai Watch does. Mm-hmm. And so, and and so, I I would be very excited though to see an open world Pokemon game where you could kind of go whichever way you want for gyms, and then depending on how many badges you have, the gym leaders are different difficulties, stuff like that. That would be really interesting. Oh, I mean, that, um, that is the ideal Pokemon game. That that is the ideal Pokemon game, and I think. Where, where you kind of take control of your own adventure, like Skyrim plus Pokemon, essentially. Well, th- I don't want to say Skyrim plus Pokemon, but something, something a little bit more open world than what Pokemon is. Yeah, for us now. I don't think, I don't think we should, like, again, lower your expectation. It's not going to be Breath of the Wild with Pokemon. I'm going to say not, but then be pleasantly surprised if it is. Oh, and... no, don't even mention it because it's not going to be and people are going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh... But I, yeah, I think yeah, I know. you know me too Switch, well. <laughs> just thinking Pokemon on the Switch, those words I think almost trigger people to saying, "Okay, yeah, it's gonna be just like Breath of the Wild, but Pokemon." No, uh, I hope I, I hope people don't get their hopes up that high that like we're getting something, but they will. Um, it's just like how everybody thought that Pokemon Stars was a thing. I mean, there, this would have been a lot different without that Pokemon Stars rumor. Mm. Wait, yeah, without without that Pokemon Stars rumor, like a lot of things would be different, just because they they probably wouldn't have announced this. Um, but then everybody expected Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to be Pokemon on the Switch, and they were just like, we're making Pokin, like, which is, <laughs> oh, thanks for making a game that I've already played, but to be fair, not a lot of people did, because I'm one Wii of 13, U. yeah, I'm one of 13 million people that own a Wii U, so, <laughs> um, and so it's, I mean, the Switch is selling incredibly well. I haven't looked at the re- most recent sales numbers. I think they've done really well, though, since it, since release, and so... It's one of those things where it's just like, I understand you're taking all these games that were like a lot of fun that nobody got to play and were just killer titles and you're putting on this console that people really do want to buy. So uh, that's really nice that they're essentially just like, here's the Wii U library, like right out the gate. (laughs) To be be perfectly honest, uh, there are a lot of games that's like, yeah, I I want them on my Switch uh, instead of on my Wii U. But yeah, you know, I agree. Like, I, I think Splatoon does way better on the Switch than it did on the Wii U. And I, like Splatoon was that was the moment like when we bought when I got when I got to play Splatoon with like the rest of the Puckle people I had that was the moment I was just like this is why I bought this console like I mm-hmm. have everything essentially except for a Pokemon game that I would want on this console I have Breath of the Wild and ex- like an excellent story RPG and then I've got this fun shooter game it, it Splatoon is by far one of my favorite shooters by the way um it's just like it's just this fun first or third person shooter let's have a blast with it like I have pretty much all you need if you're if you're like a if you're a gamer quote unquote gamer in my personal opinion is you need a Nintendo console and like a good PC 
Uh, <laughs> because your yeah, PC, basically. your your PC can play pretty much any like game that comes out on both like the Xbox and the PlayStation. There's always a PC version that usually plays really well. Like I I have Grand Theft Auto for it, and I've got um I I, I downloaded NBA 2K because it was in a humble bundle. I don't even play sports games. I don't even know why I did this. <laughs> and so, uh, I I do play a lot of games through that way, but it's uh. Uh, and so like in but nintendo games are just always on nintendo consoles and so that's the one thing that you have to have uh we do have an xbox in the house but that's because my wife really likes playing on the xbox and instead of the pc so uh, i'll give her that and i mean it works really well for a netflix machine so <laughs> yep uh, <laughs> uh that's the one thing switch needs right there it needs netflix that'd be great um though to be fair without netflix i don't even notice it missing like they they were they were right when uh, when the Switch was being announced, they're just like, oh, it doesn't have Netflix, it doesn't have Hulu. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But then, um, their response to that when the Switch came out was, it doesn't need that. You have plenty of other machines in your house that can do that already, right? You already have like a Roku or a Chromecast or something that's already set up to do that. And, you know, and they're like, you're not even going to miss it. And so, like, as soon as it got into my house, I'm just like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? I don't miss it. I have a Roku, I have a Chromecast. I'm never really missing out on having Netflix. Or anything yeah. like on my Switch, and even and that like also as, means, as, that also yeah. means that you can watch Netflix or Hulu and play your Switch at the same time. That's true. That's true. Uh, but back to Pokemon on the Switch. Uh, so it, yeah, the the interview wasn't like super exciting, but I just thought it was very interesting that there was an interview at all about this game prior to Ultra Sun Ultra Moon being announced, Mm-mm. and. And and that's pretty much like the takeaway I want to give with that is like this is good. I I can see this being like a potentially like huge game, just because they're willing to talk about it this early. If that if that makes sense, you know, yeah, Pokemon does. Po- does Pokemon like like we're a hundred days out and we got uh, Dusk Form Lycanroc for Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Less than a hundred days out, I believe now, but it's uh and we're probably two years a year and a half to two years out for pokemon on the switch and we've already gotten news about it we don't we know nothing about this game um i do want to like quash rumors like amongst our fan base this isn't going to help the overall pokemon community but um i heard a lot of people are just talking about how it's going to be the diamond and pearl remakes um on the switch and i'm like no 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 They don't cross generation between consoles. Like this is Gen Eight. Like Gen Eight confirmed, right? Absolutely. Um, oh, for sure. I and- also, honestly, pet peeve of mine. You keep saying, yeah, they might drop remakes of Gen Four on the 3DS before the game on the Switch. Mm-hmm. There's no more room in the code <laughs> for Pokemon Bank. I mean, that's just something that could be fixed though with a with an update to Pokemon Bank. Yeah. But still, I feel like um, I, I think I, th- I always like a lot of people use Pokemon Bank as like a reason for that, and I don't think that is a valid reason personally because I I don't see so the way I I don't see like a it can happen because like anything can happen at this point right Whimsicott I see mm-hmm. it as it could happen because they've done a lot of there's a lot of interesting like marketing that's going on showing that there could be a Diamond you and Pearl remake right. and so it's be one of those things that they go okay. Uh, we have this engine done already. We can quickly world build Gen 4, right, into the Sun and Moon slash X and Y game code, which are pretty much the same thing, right? And, I'll tell you. And then we go ahead, we update Pokemon Bank so it works with Pokemon Bank, and then we're done. I, look, right? you're completely right. 
but that's I how mean, I see I'm it. I'm trying to keep expectations low for. Oh no, no, long. I don't. I I don't expect it. Like I I think there's like it's one of those things that instead of having like a zero point zero one percent chance of happening, which is a lot of things that people do say, this is something that to me has like a ten percent chance of happening. You know. <laughs> Um, know, another it, it, another thing that blocks the thought in my head is, as you keep saying, do I want to play Diamond and Pearl on my 3DS? I can't. Yeah, no, I I agree with you that as well, right? Um, and, and even then, like the games, these games aren't super expensive minus Heart Gold Soul Silver, though they are getting up there. They're starting to climb in price again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because that is a Pokemon game, they they retain slash increase their value over time, yeah. and. See, the reason yeah. the reason I don't think we'll see uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes on the 3DS before we get the Switch versions uh, is because, I mean, basically the same reason that we didn't get Z. In all sincerity, we should have gotten a Pokemon Z. Copy and paste X and Y uh, mm-hmm. and put it in that 2015 slot where we didn't have, uh, uh, have a game. The reason yes. that we didn't get Z, at least that uh, Thatcher proposed, is marketing. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, their marketing plays a huge part in a lot yeah, of things. I, and I mean, granted, they I mean, and they had the marketing for Z. They had the anime X Y Z. They made the special announcement about the special Zygarde forms. They had the movie thing about it, and there was no game fruition to it. But just the positioning with the twentieth anniversary and Sun and Moon coming out, it didn't fit very nicely. And I think for a very similar reason, you're not going to see Diamond and Pearl because Gen 7, like I said, is basically wrapped up. People are, are now going to be amping up for the Switch game. I feel like uh, Diamond and Pearl oh, yeah, would no. fall flat. No, no. It, it's, I don't think it would go well at all right now, especially like with this interview in mind. Like, it, like if we were going to talk about me before I saw this interview, like, yes, 10% chance, 20% chance that we get a Diamond and Pearl remake. But with this, like, it goes down significantly because they're already talking about it. It would just eat there. It's literally sabotage if they go yeah. ahead and release a Diamond and Pearl remake now. I think it would be smarter to release us something Gen Eight and then a year later give us a Diamond and Pearl remake exactly. on the Switch. I think that would be smarter of them. Yeah, just because I think it'd be a good way to go ahead and be like, "Hey, on the Switch, you can catch all the Pokemon now." You don't you like you release Gen Eight, which is Pokemon. I don't know, um, Brown. And then I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea what they'll do with the Switch version. I have no idea. Um, and then you get, you get that Pokemon game and they go, Hey, there's Pokemon you're missing from that, but you can get those from over here in these Diamond and Pearl remakes, just like they did with Gen 6 and Oraz. I mean, I, X and Y and Oraz, you can catch everything in between the two of them. Mm-mm. So I think that is how they'll go about it. Um, hopefully there won't be any megas that are exclusive. Um, but yeah, I'm not I for the like the next year year and a half of Pokemon, I don't expect much like at all. Um we're like we might like we'll get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It'll be really cool. It sounds like the music's a little bit better. It sounds like it's one of those things that I won't be sad that I'm stuck in for the next two years when that's like our competitive game. And yeah. but I uh and because I, I don't expect anything for twenty nineteen. I personally or twenty eighteen I mean. Um I don't expect a game for twenty eighteen at this point. Uh, if they do, I will be immensely surprised. Like, I'll be like, wow, you guys worked your butts off and you got me Pokemon on the Switch within a year. I can't believe that. And <laughs> yeah, because they, they like to hype new gens very early on, too. Like, new gens get hyped super early compared to other games. Like, uh, X and Y was announced in January the year it came out, January 2013. Mm-hmm. Game came out October mm-hmm. 13th 
or October 12th. So that's like 10 months. And same with Sun and Moon. We got the announcement in February. Game didn't come out until November. And so you give yourself 10 months to like hype up the game, get information out there, leak it out. And then you really, you really pack those last months full of news as well. Like I just remember before X and Y came out, they just packed those like last two, three months with like a bunch of stuff. Like they announced Megas, they announced Pokemon Bank, they announced all of this stuff like within the last two months. And it was incredibly hype. And they, they did the same thing for Sun and Moon again. They, they loaded up those last couple of months before the game came out. Um, though I do think we'll get an Ultra Soon, Ultra Moon, uh, demo in October. I think that might happen. Yes, probably. I think that'll happen. And if it does, cool. I'll get like a free thing. So, <laughs> I'll get a free thing probably for playing or like a Stardust or something. Um, playing that demo before Sun and Moon came out, that was incredibly hyped too. So, mm. um, I, th- I think they'll be remiss if they don't make a demo for it. And just because that demo just like makes me super excited, though I already have like four copies on pre-order, so they can <laughs> they can do whatever they want, and they'll still get my money, and that's how Pokemon is for me. They yeah. they just like they own my soul. I buy their cards. I buy their things. And... Yeah, the only <laughs> the only reason I haven't pre-ordered it is that I'm holding out for a midnight release. And oh, there's a midnight release here for sure. They do midnight. They have done midnight release for Pokemon games ever since Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. For yeah. Sun and Moon, they did a midnight, a single midnight release in a store in Milan. Well, that's because you live in Italy, and that's there because aren't... all of our GameStops are inside malls. Okay, so what you need to do is you just need to come to America and buy it here. Yeah. No, because it can't be played in my console. Okay, so what I'm saying, what I'm hearing is, when it comes out for the Switch, you need to come to America and then <laughs> just come and hang out with me, and then we'll go to the midnight release. That sounds more reasonable. Actually, that does sound fun. We'll put that in our calendars. It's like a tentative yes. Um, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's, we'll just end it there. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break, guys. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Come on over to Rhyhorn Steakhouse. We're throwing some mighty nice specials where you can buy two blooming otters for the price of one or even a limit touch. Limited time filet of Feebas. Come on Wednesday where you can get a three-course meal for eleven ninety-nine. Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 171, Lantern, the Light Pokemon. I'm going to read for you two Pokédex entries for Lantern. The first one is from Pokémon Sapphire. Lantern is known to emit light. If you peer down into the dark sea from a ship at night, you can sometimes see this Pokémon's light rising from the depths where it swims. It gives the sea an appearance of a starlit night. That's romantic, right? But if you read the Pokémon Ruby Pokédex entry, it states... Lantern is nicknamed the Deep Sea Star for its illumination antenna. Still nice. This Pokemon produces light by causing a chemical reaction between bacteria and its bodily fluids inside the antenna. Well, thank so, you for ruining that Pokemon Ruby. So, like, so like the Sapphire entry, the one thing I got hung up on is Lantern is known to produce light, and I want to be like, yes, its name is Lantern. Um, like... <laughs> Like it's um so Lantern is in the PU tier. Um for being awful. 
uh, competitively, just because its typing doesn't give it like the best. I don't know. It's it's not the best typing it could have. Um, it's it's wor- it's a worse Lapras, I want to say. Um, um, Rotom Wash Cold and said, yeah. "Haha, I have better stats and abilities." Uh, kind of yes. Um, yeah. well, so Lantern does get Volt Absorb, and I believe it also gets uh, it gets Water Absorb as well. Both yeah. of these are in- that. So like that almost gives me like a Charz Mega Charizard feeling. Um, in that you don't know which one it's going to be immune to. Uh, I think there's another Pokemon similar to this in OU yeah, currently. Uh, um, in OU, oh wait, is um, is um, uh, what's its name? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> the Bell, the Liberty Bell. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, Bronzong, Bronzong. You're right. Is Bronzong in OU right now? Uh, I don't know if it's an OU, um, but Bronzong, Bronzong, exactly what I'm thinking of. You don't know if it's You're Heatproof or Levitate. You're thinking of Alola Marowak, probably then. No, I'm not thinking of Alola Marowak. I'm thinking of Bronzong, um, yeah. just okay. because Bronzong either carries Heatproof or Levitate, and you never know which one. And if you were to run a Heatproof one, you'd get away with so many shenanigans. Um, mm. So, uh, Lantern stats are pretty garbage, except for its base HP of 125, which is really good. But the problem is its defenses are pretty garbage: 58 in physical defense and 76 in special defense. And that 67 speed is just atrocious as well. It all comes up to a base 460 base stat total, which is like, what, what happened to you, Lantern? You're so cool. And, and so it's a, it's just a bulky Pokemon that you could run Volt Absorb or Water Absorb on. Um, I think Volt Absorb is kind of the way to go just because electric types tend to be more offensive than water types do in, in Pokemon in general. Also, it already resists water. It does resist water, and so you pick up you pick up an electric immunity, which can also heal you. It's the same way to run Jolteon nowadays as well, and so you can you can probably pick up a Volt Switch from your opponent and absorb that, and you just prevent them from switching. Um, do not run this no you, but you can try. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you can run Volt Switch, Toxic. Um, it gets access to Heal Bell, which is interesting, and Scald. Its move pool is so shallow. Like, I, I am just so disappointed that you lantern. Um, so it gets, like, signal beam for coverage, I guess. <laughs> but outside of that, it gets ice beam, too, which is kind of nice. Um, not a lot of things get ice beam, but in PU, I don't think there are a lot of dragon types running around. Um, I'm not super familiar with PU. This should be my next dive. Um, <laughs> I should talk to Shampoo and be like, you want to learn PU for a, for a battle cast? And we can both talk about how we really hated our time in PU. Well, I mean, it has a little bit of other, of other coverage. I'm just looking at, it, at its moves. It also gets uh, bounce. Not that I've run it. I mean, it's not really a physical. Oh attacker, no, but... no, it's oh, it's it basically yeah, go... and dazzling gleam. But those are yeah, not dazzling gleam. very good. Dazzling gleam is all right as a fairy type move. I mean, Moonblast is definitely much more preferred. Um, yeah, but no. But this one doesn't get Moonblast. This one gets Dazzling Gleam. So. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it gets it's Dazzling Gleam because it's a TM. 100% accuracy, and if it's played in doubles, uh, if I remember correctly, Dazzling Gleam hits both foes, right? It does. It hits both foes, but when you hit both foes in double battles, your oh, power true, actually yeah. drops. You're actually yeah, you're reduced by 25%. Yeah. And it's not stab, and it's base 80, so... Mm-hmm. And so it becomes base 60, essentially, when you're in yeah, doubles. Yeah, unless you're facing, like, a high dragon. It's not gonna do anything for you. Even even then, if you're facing a high dragon, I want to do this calc right now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a calc for for yeah, this right now. Special attack is only seventy six. That's less than whimsicott. Yeah, yeah, it's. But, I mean, there is there is a reason it's in in pu right now. I mean, it's, yes. it's not gonna go up against high dragon, but 
It, I want to see that matchup. I want to see that matchup now. <laughs> I'm so curious about the about the uh, High Dragon Lantern matchup right now. Um, wow. <laughs> like, I want to see what Lantern... Okay, I'm going to give this Lantern choice specs just because I can. We want um, fan art of these guys. <laughs> I still want a poster of the uh, of the High Dragon fighting the Sylveon. Sylveon. So, yeah. so, I am... Honestly, incredibly surprised. Dazzling Gleam against a High Dragon from a fully special attack invested um, Lantern uh, can actually one-hit KO. It's got a 37.5% chance to one-hit KO with Dazzling Gleam. With specs. No, without specs. With specs. It oh. Ooh. No. See? With specs. I want to see. Maybe Life Orb can do even better. Um, but uh, on top of that, you get Ice Beam, which will still do just a two-hit KO guaranteed. Uh, but Hydreigon can't even do anything to it. Like a Draco Meteor doesn't even knock it out, uh, with its natural bulk. So, yeah, (laughs) guys, Lantern's the new OU meta. Okay, let's go. Um, in this one, because of the one particular matchup against Hydreigon, Lantern is useful. Um, I have, I have determined this. Listen to Thatch. He knows what he's talking about. Not to mention, not to mention, land or on top of that, Torterra. You can just use Torterra with it. Excellent partner. Um, now, now I want to, I want to like breed a lantern, bring it to a U, and its nickname is going to be New Meta. New Meta. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, we have a couple cards on this one. Uh, there is one in rotation. Well, I, I'm, I'm forgetting about rotation now and rotation in like 15 days. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of, uh, because in two days rotate or in t- about two weeks rotation comes on September 1st, and so that leaves us with one lantern card in rotation. That is the lantern from Sun and Moon. You actually get this in the Primarina deck. Um, this is this lantern is electric type, and for a colorless energy, you can do con- you can do Confuse Ray, which guess what leaves your opponent's active Pokemon confused, and then two you get Aqua Spark. Which is a, an electric energy and a double colorless, which is 60 damage plus 60 more if you have any water energy attached to this lantern. Um, and w- so this means this lantern is only useful in that theme deck, in a theme deck meta. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you typically don't run dual types anymore, though that is starting to, it's starting to come back. You're starting to see some dual type decks kind of creep into the meta, which I'm really excited about because things like, uh, Tapu Bulu are becoming mainstream. Tapu Bulu is by no means like one of the top decks right now, but it's uh it's it's a good deck and it's consistent. It's just not as good as something like Volcanion or something like um Gardevoir GX or Metagross GX for whatever. Metagross is just there or even Drampa Garb. Like that's uh th- those decks are better, but like Tapu Bulu you're starting to see some some energy come in. Now the TCG cast guys can tell me I'm wrong, which is fine. <laughs> They're allowed to disagree with me. But you're starting to see that um, the Espeon the Espeon Umbreon deck was popular for a little bit, uh, though I don't think it's that good. Um, but it's it's a fun deck to play, and you typically run two energy types in that as well. So uh, maybe maybe we'll come back to a place like base set where running two ty- energy types was like the standard. So <laughs> I'd be I'd be fun. I'd be re- I would be really excited if the meta shifted that way. But I think we have uh, we have like a couple of rotations to go before that happens. So, uh, that, that's it for Lantern. If you want to read up more on Lantern, I gave Sometimes I Fly a really hard Pokemon to make sound good. <laughs> so, 
Uh, check that out at PuckoPodcast.com as well as all of the awesome articles from all of our amazing writers there as well. Um, maybe Duly Noted can make this card good. Who knows? So <laughs> we will uh, we we will do that. We're going to take a quick break here, guy. Well, we're just going to cue the music and we're going to go switch shift over to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Sending your emails. Your mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooks. <laughs> and as always, if you are new to this segment, this segment of the show is where we read listener emails. Or did I say read or lead? I don't even remember. Uh, you said we, read. You said it the right way. Okay. I don't know. My brain's just dying. You know, it's like we're we're an hour and a half into the show. So oh, uh, we welcome to the club, brother. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, we are. We are going ahead and we are going to go read some listener emails. Now, you can always just email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Anything you want about Pokemon, we'll, we'll probably read it. And so uh, we do typically have a mailbag question. And so last week we wanted to ask you guys, what's your opinions of Lycanroc Dusk Formor since that was announced after the podcast but before I posted it? So let's go ahead and read them. So I want to go ahead and read uh, this first one from a fire – AJ Fire AJ. Tree. AJ Fire Tree. All right, here we go. Hey, Puckle, I would first like to thank you for all taking the time to make this podcast. Well, you're welcome. Very uh, much so. I also just like hanging out with two of my friends every weekend. So <laughs> that's uh, that's also a really good thing. Uh, secondly, with regards to the new Lycanroc Dusk form, it would be great if it was actually competitively viable. It's got Amen. tough claws. It's got tough claws, though, this time. So I would oh, nice. not be surprised. Like, Tough Claws is probably, like, what Lycanroc needed to make it all right. I mean, to be fair, the pure rock typing itself doesn't help it. Rock, no. So, rock falls into this group. I was t- I was discussing this with somebody earlier. Um, rock falls into this group of, like, um, really good offensive typings, just like ice, right? A lot of things run ice beam, ice shard. A lot of things will run – well, not a lot of things run ice shard. Not a lot of things get ice shard. But uh, things run ice shard, ice beam when they can, and things will run rock slide and stone edge when they can. But you never see a lot of ice type Pokemon. You never see a lot of rock type Pokemon. These are great offensive types, but the Pokemon themselves are defensively awful. And so, same with the typings. The typings are defensively awful. Like you could have run a pure rock type Pokemon in the weakness cup this past weekend because rock type just yeah. has innately like five weaknesses. So – that that's the big thing with Lycanroc. Like, like it, to make it overcome it the place where it is in PU, it needs something to push it over the edge. And I could see Tough Claws being enough to push over Dusk Form into like maybe UU. I don't see it going OU, but I could see it going UU because Tough Claws gives it that damage output it needed to be able to do something. And mm-hmm. so, with, with Acceleroc, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, oh, Acceler- sure. it gets access to Acceleroc. Now, the, the thing is, they could mess this up and make the speed stat awful, like Lycanroc Midday Form. But if you get the speed stat, like Lycanroc Midday Form, you're, you're cherry. You're really yeah. cherry. But I don't see that happening. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also interested to see if other Pokemon introduced in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will change the meta. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that any Pokemon are going to be added to this game, other than like, you're going to get Ultra Solgaleo and Ultra Lunala. Like, you're going to get those two. 
I don't think you're going to get anything other than that. I see a lot of people, specifically PokeTubers, talking about new Alolan forms. And, I mean, we've talked about it, too, as well. Just, like, the idea of it coming about. But you see yeah. a lot of them just like, oh, it's happening. This is what I think is going to happen. Um, and I don't – until until they tell me they're coming out with new Alolan forms, I am going to just kind of be like, eh, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. I would love I would love for Alolan Blossom. Don't get me wrong. I would love for it. I think that would be perfect. Or at least give me Blossom in the game, right? Uh, <laughs> Blossom, Blossom's like a Lolan vile plume, and so that yeah. I, I would really like to see that. Um, but if they do give me any new Alolan forms, that'd be cool. That would shake up the meta a lot, and I think that'd be really cool if we got something it, and like an interesting typing on something. Like Marowak is in the meta now. Like that's interesting. I, I'm really excited about that. Marowak was always one of those Pokemon I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the new versions of Solgaleo and Lunala? Uh, what do you think of the Zoids, Whimsicott? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been saying since the very beginning that the aesthetics of the legendaries and Sun and Moon were extremely 70s mecha anime. And you know what? You're not wrong. takes it to 11. It's just I like mean, Voltron. It yeah. totally is like Voltron and Zoids and all that plethora of Mecha animes from the 70s. Like, look at Lunala and tell me she doesn't look like an evil witch queen from an alien race that the proud members of the human race have to fight in their mechas. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What about you, Snag? I've been saying this for like two years. (laughs) What about you, Snag? What do you think of their designs? Um, I think they are pretty neat. Yeah, like you said, they... uh, if um, I almost called the Sokolego uh, uh, Liger, if Liger Zero, already, Liger if Zero, already harken uh, back to that already. Putting on uh, the Krasma armor uh, definitely makes it even more so. Uh, but I, I like them. I think it'll be interesting to see what it does to them if it changes their typing. Oh yeah, or, or whatnot. But although I, I hope they're, I hope they're super OP. Um, I just <laughs> like I don't play, I don't play anything goes or Ubers. And so I don't care about those metas. So anything that shakes them up, I don't care. They're above me. There's no like, there's no like repercussions for me in OU. If some, <laughs> if like good thing, if super good things come, I really just want to see like overpowered Solgaleo Lunala. Um, the second question he asks is if we think they'll change their typing. I personally don't, just because Necrozma's no. already psychic, and, exactly. and and Lunala and uh, Lunala and Solgaleo are also psychic, and I think it's for that reason, just because. Oh, looks, uh, Necrozma is like. I I really feel like super Transformers-y about this because it just feels like the Transformers like combining and like using the powers of other Transformers. Um, <laughs> I get like a super like Transformers vibe about it. But um, thanks again for your time and your response. Hashtag the fire grass tap ha- type hashtag Puckle 10. Uh, P.S. I apologize if this email sent multiple times. There were grammar errors and I revised them. Thumbs up emoji. We thank uh, you for that. Actually, thank I'm you. okay with that. If there are grammar errors, that makes my life so much easier. <laughs> um, so who wants to grab Red 7? I will grab Red 7 and also thank AJ Firetree because I want a fire grass type. A fire grass type would be so cool. That's the next thing. Like we, We've all wanted the fire water type and then we got Volcanion. And <clears> personally, <throat> I was underwhelmed. Uh, so I want Jalapeno. Yes. I still have that somewhere. <laughs> I kept all of those. <laughs> I have I kept a picture all, of it. 
I kept all of those, by the way. Like when we went to nationals, we got to draw pictures of Pokemon cards, and one of them was a Katru was uh, Jalapeno. Yeah. So it was very fun. Okay, but go ahead. Red Seven. Yes. <clears throat> Good afternoon, Thatch and Buckle crew. This is Red Seven reporting in for another mailbag. After looking at the newest information from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I am ultra hyped for this new Lycan Rock. I love its orange color, but I'm a little iffy on its midnight form scruff. I picked Moon version and was really disappointed when my Rockruff evolved into an emo, emo music-loving bipedal edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> that is an accurate description. Yes. <clears throat> it almost caught whiplash as I shoved it into box 30, where I hoped to never see it again. Needless to say, I've been sending my Rockcrofts over to my daughter's son version to evolve ever since. I hope Lycanroc's new form comes with some new stats and ability. It does. Um, you have one chance, Game Freak. Don't screw this up. <laughs> what I'm most excited for is the idea that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will have alternate forms for Pokémon other than its box legendary. Would it be greedy of me to assume that Alolan forms for Gen 2 Pokemon and other Alolan natives could be on the horizon? Or will Lycanroc be the only Pokemon who receives this special treatment? I guess time will tell. There is just no telling how far Pokemon will go in this new sequel. Oh, I wish it was a sequel. It's not a sequel. <laughs> Before I go, I wanted to ask you all, what nickname will you give your Lycanroc this November? I will be naming mine after my dog, Eleanor Roosevelt, or Ellie for short. Later days, Red 7. Mm. I'll name it Watson. Name. <laughs> <laughs> he's my little buddy. He's smacking my hand right now um, because he's my cat. Uh, but no, I don't know. I'm just going to name it Lycanroc. I'm, I'm actually oh, I'm really excited. stole mine. <laughs> i'm really i'm really excited though like i don't know i like i like it when they give us these little things to go through the game with i was um they, the first big one they did like with normal pokemon that they did for this was the uh was the torchic for x and y with the blazing yeah. and I, I i never used that one because you already get two starters to begin with so yeah why use torchic um then after that we got uh omega ruby and alpha sapphire and what did we get i forget what we got um they gave us something. I forget what it was. Uh, uh, wasn't yeah. it the um, uh, oh the shiny beldum? That's yeah, it. I did use good. that. I did use that throughout the game, which I I really like getting these like event legend or like these event Pokemon that are like I don't want to say uh, mediocre. I want to say like I don't know how to say it. They're, like normal Pokemon and yeah. with like just a twist, and, like the shiny beldum. And they're appropriately leveled, too. It's not like you're yeah. starting a game with a level 50 Celebi or something. Yeah, it's awesome. I really like this, and I'm really excited to be able to start the game with a Rockruff, because that was just one of the... It's, it, you don't get a Rockruff super early in Sun and Moon. You have to actually beat everything on Melee Melee Island before you can do it. And mm -hmm. so I, I really do like the idea of being able to get a Rockruff, like, right away and essentially have it, like, right along my starter. And so I, I'm, I'm really excited for it this time. And I'm really excited that it's turning into Lycanroc Dusk form, because I... Personally, I like that design out of all of them the best. Um, yeah, I, I know that I know that the internet the internet like exploded about it like when it was announced, but <laughs> I, I mean, thought it was super interesting. It's not that different, but it's it looks really nice. As for I, I think I think once you get like oh I'm sorry what was I cut I cut you off no no no, no. Uh, I I think I think the design is I know it's not that different but I think it took if you in the different forms of the artwork uh, if you go away from like the main game sprite. Um, mm -hmm. If you go into like the anime and into like the Sugimori artwork for it, I think you can see a lot more similarities to Dusk Form or Midnight Form as well 
in Duskworm's yeah. design, which I think is really interesting. And I know that was a big gripe that a lot of people had is, oh, it's just midday form. And it's just like, well, kind of, but like, look at this, like, it was, it's very subtle and it's very interesting how much they like included into it. Because you can even look at like the paws of that lichen rock and they're different than midday's. They're, uh, they're, they're, they are in like some kind of transition state and it's really interesting. I think they got like the best of both worlds, honestly, mm-hmm. design wise. <clears throat> well, we did, yeah, because Lycanroc Rock Midnight kind of sucked. Okay, uh, we all, <laughs> yeah, we, we can all kind of say it. So <laughs> a bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, nicknames. Well, my boyfriend's dog is named Athena after a Greek goddess. So I guess I'm gonna get a goddess or a god of the dusk and name my Lycanroc Rock after that, depending on the gender. Ooh. Well, there you go. That's interesting. All right. Uh, so I'm going to give you this last one, Snag, from Ellis. All right. I love this guy, actually. <laughs> hey, Poco Crew. I had an idea for what they could do in Pokemon starting in Gen 8. What if you were able to bring your character from a previous game and one Pokemon? The game would then be the difficulty based on the Pokemon's level. So going forward, you could really be starting a new adventure for your character. Let me know what you think. Hashtag Puckle 10. Hashtag Road to 300. Thanks, Ellis. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, 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 can see where I, I can see why you want to do that. A lot of people have been asking for something like this for a while. Um, the difficulty, though, would be just, what if you transfer over a level 100, right? Like, do you just, like, massively up the difficulty of the entire game? Exactly. Like, and so I, I think I think that's where the, it kind of starts to break down. But on top of that, it kind of ruins the feel for a game. I like starting like a brand new adventure every single time with a different character. I yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy that about Pokemon games. Uh, just I having this that. fresh fresh clean slate. I really enjoy it. I don't want to be Ash Ketchum. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like the anime has been both a blessing and a curse for this franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. For a couple of reasons. Um, one, just because the anime was an excellent marketing tool, and it's probably almost uh, – it's probably a good chunk of the reason that Pokemon's still alive and as successful as it is today. Um, but the I think the curse part of this has been a lot of people want the games to be the anime. Oh, and no, the ga- please. And the games have never been the anime, and the anime has never been the games. The anime has always been just like – it's borrowed a lot of things from the video games, but it's also been its own story, which I think makes it what it is. Though I think I think an accurate representation, like if I, I know Bo and I, we've ta- we've discussed this um, uh, off air ourselves, and we've just we we both agree that like yeah, being a Pokemon trainer is probably represented best in the anime, like our idea of being a Pokemon trainer. Um, but also, I don't know. I think the manga is a better representation, personally. Yes. Um, I, I I personally think I mean it's very close to the anime, and if I wanted anything, I really want like. I, I, I'm really waiting for like Pokemon Adventures to get an anime adaptation. I know it'll never happen, but that oh, like if, 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 amazing. if Pokemon could give me one thing, I want an adaptation of the Pokemon manga in an anime. And oh, that would, that would literally be, that's all I want. Like that would be my dream come true. <laughs> like, wow. Like if you give me the first, the, like the first, uh, up until Emerald in anime form. I, I'm Cherry. I'm happy. Uh, okay, so if I had to answer the question, I would probably say most of the stuff you said, but I would add, well, you could do it and do it like Ash Ketchum 
and whenever he steps into a new region, magically his Pikachu is reverted to level 5. Mm-hmm. It's awful for and whatever reason. It's awful, exactly. But then, or, then I would then I would argue it ruins the per- the point of doing this. Like I agree, it defeats the per- point. And the other thing is, I one thing I really, really, really liked in Black and White Two was the memory link. Mm-hmm. That was really. I think I think that's the best way to in, it like put exactly. it in. If you if you were to do something like that in a game that is a sequel, mm-hmm. then I would be all over it. Like mm-hmm. I would love it. And if uh, if we're getting like more complex games on the Switch, I think you could expand on that and integrate it even more into the game. And there's there's a lot of potential in something like that. I think. Yeah, I, I do I like mean, that a lot. The single, the single best moment in Pokemon ever, probably, is when you reach the top of Mount Silver and you realize you're about to fight yourself from the previous game. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I so agree with that. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my thought on this, like, I've I've thought really hard about like how could you make a like all gens game work, and you'd have to do a lot of shoehorning. And part of my thought would be like, okay, well maybe as you go to a new region, yeah, you get to bring one Pokemon along, and yeah, it gets reset f- through like some time warp, or maybe there could be like some Pokemon that's making you go through that each time you go to a new, a new region. I, um, I I I think. I, I, you're kind of right, um, because you'd have to. Because I we we all praise Gold and Silver for being like amazing and doing multiple regions, and I think what people forget is the grind in that was absolutely awful because of that. Mm. Uh, the grind the grind was awful because it, the, by the time you get to uh, Claire, the four, the eighth gym leader in Johto, uh, the wild Pokemon levels are still like 22 around there, mm-hmm. and the gym is at like level 40. And you're about to take on the best type of Pokemon in the entire game, pre-fairy type. And you're, I, I don't know. Like, I we praise these games for being, like, good at multi-generations, but I don't think there is a good way to do it. Like, yeah, Pokemon Gold and Silver were my childhood. That was because back then, grinding was nothing to me. But now, grinding mm-hmm. to me is my time. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I would prefer not to grind. As hard. I, I don't mind a little grind, but like something where it's just like I had to spend three hours leveling up my Pokemon. So like doing doing a Nuzlocke of Heart Gold Soul Silver is awful. Um, and I never want to do it ever. Um, and so so like I, I don't know. I think I think that's just the one thing like we're all skewed because like we, I imagine a lot of us had childhoods with like gold and silver in them. And it, I, I think we have rose colored glasses in the, like the idea of a multiple region game. But your your idea is valid of just like resetting, yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking, well, so I mean, you could send. But on that same note, like you could, if you want to, you could send like maybe an egg of your Pokemon to mm, the next yes. gen, something of that nature. But I mean, it, going through all that, I mean, effectively, you got bank. Just I mean, yeah. put put the Pokemon in bank, pull it back down, and uh, you can base you can more or less do that. It's like uh, what is it? Um... It reminds me of uh, of Digimon, like hardcore, what you just said. 
uh, like getting an egg. I, I don't know how much you guys watch Digimon. It, it was definitely like a. More, you guys are both older than me, so it was like a very like my generation thing. No, um, I, I watched I mean, the first watched three seasons of it. Okay, the I, first three, the, the good seasons. Okay, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so like one of the things that happens is like whenever they're like their partner dies, it just becomes an egg again. So mm-hmm. that was that was the feeling I got. Um, though I've been watching a lot of Digimon Try recently, so uh, I hear that's supposed to be really good. I want to go. The the fir- only the first movie is dubbed right now, so you could totally go get into it without feeling behind. Sure. Um, and the uh, they got a lot of the original voice actors back. I couldn't believe how many of them they got back. Like they got a lot of them back. And the second movie is actually about to be dubbed in like two days. So nice. So uh, yeah, I just got like super into it recently again because I'm like, man, I really want to watch some Digimon. And then I was just like, oh crap, tries out. Did it get dubbed yet? And then this company bought like the first three movies out of the six the rights to dub them so i think they're gonna but the re- the reason they only got the first three is because only the first three were out when they announced it and sure. so and so and not, I, i'm now not the fifth one I say, i'm not above yeah, watching yeah. it subbed so i i am uh <laughs> only only the only reason i am is because the uh the uh uh <laughs> like the voice actors are back so it's just like it's just like if i want to watch this like 100 percent nostalgia um, I need those voice actors. And so it, it's really exciting. It's really exciting though. So, uh, but yes, enough about Digimon P- Pokemon. Thank you for that email, Ellis. <laughs> um, this is going to be it for the show. If you want to email us next week, unfortunately we won't have a t- normal mailbag segment. We're going to be doing the roast of thatch. Um, who is, I, I like, I'm like so de- self deprecating. Um, so, uh, you guys can uh, you guys can send in an email to roastthatch at gmail.com if you want to go ahead and send in our roast. Um, please make it good and something better than Thatch lives in a refrigerator box or something. Yeah, and um, th- these will be screened. I'm sure both of us and or Scrawn will be just uh, picking the cream of the crop. So, you know, don't say Thatch lives in a cardboard box. It's, yes. it's like a plastic container, really. So yeah, it really is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got nice walls. It's re- it's waterproof. Okay, guys. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, this will be on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast on August 19th, 2 PM Eastern, 2 PM Eastern. That is GMT minus four. Um, I'm saying this only because a lot of people do not know what time zone they're in and how to translate it to Eastern. So that's how, you know, um, Google what time it is in Eastern now. And so, <laughs> uh, you, you'll find it out. So on top of that. Uh, if you want to watch us on Twitch in general, uh, Jushiro streams on Mondays and on, uh, Mondays and, uh, Wednesdays. Wednesdays I'm streaming, yeah. I'm streaming on Tuesdays for the next three weeks and then I'll be back to my Thursday slot. Um, Shamu's work schedule is very, um, very, uh, tentative right now. So he'll, he's going to be dropping in whenever he gets some time. So we're, look out for Shamu on the stream now as well. So we're, we're building up our stream team and, We'll see how it goes from there. And so that's once again, twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. If you want, you can check us out on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. All of those are on our website, pucklepodcast.com. Check those out where you are at puckle podcast slash puckle podcast, puckle everything on those. Uh, just search those and you'll find us. And on top of that, if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're on, iTunes reviews uh, specifically help us out just because that's the largest platform for podcasts right now. And that really does oh. help us out. Helps new fans. Oh, go ahead. Hey, hey, and say not to not to interrupt your role here, but uh, do we want to give out a badge at all? Oh, a green Taurus badge. That's that's true. Uh, 
Maybe. I don't know. I think Ellis already has one, and so does Red7. Uh, do you want to give AJ Firetree one? He actually fixed his grammar. You know what? He gets one. Yeah. AJ Firetree, you, you fixed your grammar. There you go. Good green tourist yeah. badge. Yeah, that, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing we want to promote. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to keep... Uh, I'm going to keep on going with my spiel. Um, finally, uh, our YouTube channels like starting to like come to life right now, which is really exciting. Uh, we have content that's being posted there semi regularly. Do not expect anything like regularly right now. That is youtube.com slash puckle podcast. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. It's, uh, we're going to be dropping some videos there. Um, I know if you're a patron right now, there's going to be a video out either by the time this podcast is out or within a day because Shamu and I did another team building episode for the Patreon team and, uh, those typically only go to patrons. We're going to see if we want to do something like that for the uh, for the public, <laughs> I should say. And we don't know yet. We're going to find out. And we have a lot of fun doing those. And we're also seeing exactly how it's all going to shake out. But I, you know, I put up my draft league and al- analysis mm-hmm. video, and maybe I'll do analysis of some of my, of my matches. So yeah, we'll see. Absolutely, how, we'll, no promises on that, but we'll see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what? it's going to be a lot of fun. What we can promise you is amazing scenes in our Puckle PTU campaign. Yes. I won't spoil anything for you, but if you like to see the members of the council interact in new and exciting ways, you might want to check that out. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. So check that is, that is the YouTube channel as well. We've been playing a lot of Pokemon tabletop. So uh, if you guys want to go ahead and check that out, YouTube once again, and uh, you can email us here at the podcast that we won't be reading any emails next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We will have a new mailbag question for you guys next week. So uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for sticking around this long. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I am the fluffiest whimsicott. And I am Professor Snag. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.